We are on Yavamos Peidalid Omer Aleph 84a, and we are beginning the ninth parak, the ninth chapter of Yavamos. And the opening Mishnah, Tosos, one of the classic commentators, he points out that this Mishnah is really a good review. The Mishnah is there to act as a review of many of the principles and the concepts we have been discussing for quite a while, for over a year, almost a year and a half, and we've been covering it over 84 weeks. Uh, the, this, mesech, this Mesech of Yavamos, and so this will be a lot of uh, information that we've already covered, but it's very good to review that information. Uh, just before we begin the Mishnah, uh, just to keep in mind the different relationships that they'll be discussing, they'll be discussing different relationships which are not allowed, and so if we just keep in mind that a Kohen Gadol, the high priest, is not allowed to marry somebody who is an Almana, somebody who uh, is a widow. Uh, he's not allowed to. That is a negative commandment. It, it's a recognized marriage in the sense that they have to then get divorced, as opposed to other prohibitive relationships, uh, but it's not allowed. It's also not allowed for a regular Yisrael, just anybody who's uh, a regular Jew, to marry a mamzer. That's an ordinary negative commandment. And also a regular Kohen is not allowed to marry a Chalal. A regular Kohen, not just the high priest, but every Kohen is not allowed to marry a Chalal. What the definition of a Chalal is is also subject to dispute. It could be that um, it's the child of a prohibitive relationship that has to do with the kahuna. Or, or any other prohibitive relationship, um, and that would turn that child into a halal. Um, or if it's a woman and she's, she's in that type of relationship, so then she becomes a halala, and the Kohen cannot marry a halal or a halala. And so we'll see all these different permutations of different types of relationships which are not allowed, but it's also within the context of Yibam. So again, just to review Yibam, because we really haven't uh, gotten back to the Basics of Yibam in a while. Uh, Yibam is when you have a couple that's married. The husband passes away without any children. So now the brother of the deceased husband has to do either Yibam or Chalitza with his sister-in-law. That's the law in most cases. Um, either it does Yibam, which is essentially a form of a marriage or a continuation of the marriage, different ways of phrasing it, uh, with his sister-in-law. Chalitza is some form of a Divorce, And so the Mishnah will discuss different cases where sometimes uh, the marriage itself, meaning before the husband passed away, was not allowed. It was recognized as a marriage because it's an ordinary negative commandment. It's not like some of the other cases that we've had at the very beginning where it's um, marrying a close relative where we say that that's uh, a, a prohibition with a severe punishment. In those cases, we say that it's not even recognized as a marriage. But in these cases, it's not allowed, but it's recognized as a marriage, whether it's because what's not allowed is between the the husband and the wife, or whether it's between a potential for yibam, that the, between the, uh, some prohibitive relationship between the brother-in-law and sister-in-law. And so we'll go through all these different types of uh, cases and, and differences. So it says the Mishnah as follows. We have a list of people of relationships where it's allowed for them to get married to begin with, but then when the husband passes away, there's some sort of problem for the sister-in-law and brother-in-law to do yibam. They would have to do chalitza, but they cannot do yibam. 
You can also have the flip where the marriage itself is not allowed for whatever reason, but once the husband passes away, so then there's no nothing wrong, there's no problem with the sister-in-law and the brother-in-law getting married, which itself is actually not so simple. This is actually um, a, a new a, a new halacha, which uh, we find in this Mishnah, that you might have thought that if the marriage itself is not allowed, it's recognized, but it's not allowed, so maybe there shouldn't be yibam at all, because yibam is to some degree a continuation of the previous marriage, or it's there as a continuation of the, of the previous marriage. Um, and you might have thought that if the actual marriage is not allowed, even though it's recognized and legal as a marriage, but it's not it's a prohibition, so you might have thought maybe you shouldn't be able to do yibam. That happens to be true, with regards to some cases, such as by a sota, if the if the wife, while the husband was alive, committed adultery, so then they had they would have to get divorced. If he passes away before they get divorced, she would not be doing yibum because of this uh, reason, um, and and also similar cases to that. But in the cases in our Mishnah, it's not going to be true. It's not going to be true, even though it's the marriage itself is not allowed. But we will still allow for yibum. Then we'll also, case number three is mutars le'elu We have cases where everything is fine. There's no problem whatsoever. The marriage is fine. It's, uh, it's allowed. The potential for yibam is allowed. And then we'll finally have cases where both are a problem. And so here goes the Mishnah. Continuation of the Mishnah. Case number one is where the marriage itself is allowed, but you're not allowed to do yibam. What's that case? So says the Mishnah. A few cases. Case number one is where uh, the deceased brother was a Kohen. He was a regular Kohen. He was married to an Almana, to a widow. That's allowed. He's not the high priest. So that marriage is allowed. But his brother is the Kohen Gadol. He is the high priest. And so therefore, he's not, the high priest, the brother, cannot do Yibam. So he'd have to do Chalitza. The next case is What happens if you have a Chal the Kohen? is a halal. He happens to be a halal. He is allowed to marry whoever he wants. The prohibition is not on him to get married, which is also something that the Gemara will discuss, but he's allowed to marry whoever he wants. So he marries uh, a Jewish woman, but once he marries a Jewish woman and he is a halal, so then she automatically, when they have sexual relations, she gets the status of having a halal. A halal who gets married to a woman, so then she becomes a halala. Uh, she has the status of a halala. And so then when he passes away and he has a brother, a brother who's a Kohen, who's not a halal, just a regular brother, so that brother cannot do even with his sister-in-law because his sister-in-law is now a halala. So that's not allowed. So that is case number two, where the marriage itself is allowed, but to do even is not allowed. Case number three is Yisrael, Shanasa by Yisrael, Vishlach Mamzer. Case number three is where you have a regular marriage, nothing to do with Kohanim, uh, fine marriage, which is allowed. But the brother, the Yavam, who would potentially do Yibam is a Mamzer. So they can't do Yibam because the brother's a Mamzer. Finally, Mamzer, Shinasa Mamzer, Yisrael. Case number four is where the actual marriage was a Mamzer man to a Mamzer woman, which is allowed. So then the husband passes away, but the husband's brother is not a Mamzer. You get a situation where the husband's brother is not a Mamzer. So the brother can't do Yibam because the brother can't marry a woman who's a Mamzer. But the actual marriage was fine. So those are the four cases.
Those are cases where they're allowed to get married, but they're not allowed to do Yibam. So now we have a list of cases for case number two. We have a list of cases where you're allowed to do Yibam, but the marriage is not, is not a good marriage. It's a recognized marriage, but they would have to get divorced. What are those cases? Case number one, example number one is where the Kohen Gadol uh, marries an almana, a widow, that's not allowed. So the marriage is not allowed. It's recognized, but it's not allowed. The husband passes away. The brother's a regular Kohen. If the brother's a regular Kohen, he could go ahead and do Yibam. It's not a problem. What happens, example number two, is where you have a regular Kohen who marries a Chalala, a woman who is a Chalal, which is not allowed. He passes away. The brother's also a Chalal. So the brother's allowed to do Yibam because he's a Chalal. The sister was a Chalal. That's fine. The marriage wasn't fine, but that's fine. The Yibam would be fine. Example number three, where the marriage is not allowed because a regular Jew married a Mamzer. That's not allowed. But if he dies, well, the brother was a case where the brother was a Mamzer. So a Mamzer is allowed to marry another Mamzer. So that's fine. So the marriage is not allowed, but the but uh, in the end of the day, the Yibam would be allowed. And then the last case is Mamzer Yisrael A Mamzer marries a woman who's not a mamzer, that is not allowed. So he passes away, but he has a brother who's not a mamzer. So that brother who's not a mamzer is allowed to do yibam with his sister-in-law because his sister-in-law is also not a mamzer. So that's perfectly fine. So those are all cases in Mutar's Li of Men, and these are all cases where you're allowed to do yibam, ironically, even though the actual marriage is not allowed. But because the marriage is recognized as a marriage, it's a legal marriage, uh, but they would have to get divorced. But before they got divorced, the husband passed away. So then you're allowed to go ahead and do Yibam. Okay, next on the list is Ve'elu Asuras Le'elu Le'elu. We have cases now where the marriage and the potential for Yibam is not allowed. What, what are those cases? If you have a Kohen Gadol, the high priest is married to an Ammana, to a widow, not allowed. He passes away. The brother is also the Kohen Gadol. He's also the high priest. Either because he became the high priest when his, when his brother passed away, or you could have multiple Kohen Gadolim. You could have multiple high priests. So, But his brother is also the high priest. So both his marriage and the potential for Yibam is not allowed. Okay, example number two. Um, but e- Sorry, even in example number one, it's even O Kohen Hedjot. It's even if uh, his brother's not a Kohen Gadol. Even if his brother's not the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, he's just a regular Kohen. He also cannot do Yibam with his sister-in-law. Why? Because the sister-in-law was just in a, in a marriage which wasn't allowed. So she automatically becomes a Chalala because she was married and she had sexual relations with her husband and it wasn't allowed because the husband was the Kohen Gadol. She was the widow. So she becomes a Chalala. So even a regular Kohen, even if the brother was a regular Kohen, that would also disqualify them from doing Yibam. Another example is what happens if you have the husband is fine. The husband is a, co- a regular good Kohen. He marries a Chalala. That is, not a, that is not a good marriage. He marries a Chalala. And his brother is also Kosher. His brother is not a Chalal. So the brother also can't do Yibam because that's also not allowed for him to go ahead and do Yibam with a Chalala. Another case is Yisrael, Shinasa Mamzer, Yisrael. If you have a Yisrael who marries a woman who's a Mamzer, 
that's not allowed. If his brother is also Yisrael, that's also not allowed. So the marriage wasn't allowed, and the potential for Yibam was also not allowed. And then finally, Mamzer, if you have a Mamzer who's married to a woman who's not a Mamzer, that is not a, a good marriage. It's not illegal. It's not a, it's, it's a prohibition for them to stay married. And then, uh, if he passes away, the brother's also a Mamzer. There's no potential for Yibam because the brother's a Mamzer can't do Yibam with his sister-in-law. His sister-in-law is not a Mamzer. Those are all cases where both the marriage itself is not allowed and no yibum could take place. All other cases, all other cases, it is allowed. For all other cases, you're allowed to get married, you're allowed to do yibum. for all, all other cases. We'll see in the Gemara that this is really not so simple. There are certain cases that they did leave out. Not every other case is it true that uh, you're allowed to get married and you're allowed to so the Gemara will, will mention that they left out some cases. The Mishnah now sort of switches gears. And again, all of this is a good review. Um, but now discusses other prohibitive relationships, not the ones we've been discussing until now about a Kohen to a Chalal, a Chalala, or the high priest to a widow, or a Mamzer. No, those aren't the cases that we're dealing with. Now we're dealing with cases where on a rabbinic level, they said it's not allowed because there are relatives. There are certain relatives which are not allowed, you're not allowed to marry on a biblical level. The immediate family you cannot marry on a biblical level. And as we've discussed in the past, there's also something, that you could have situations where you're related, uh, not on a biblical level, but on a rabbinic level, they do not allow you to get married. So the Mishnah now discusses that and discusses all the different permutations within that. If you're related to the, if she's a, uh, related on a rabbinic level to the husband, but not to the brother-in-law, so she wasn't allowed to get married to the husband, but she's allowed to go ahead and do Yivam. Or if you flip it, she's related on a rabbinic level to the Yavam, but not to her husband, so she's, she was allowed to get married, but she cannot go ahead and do Yibam. And if she was related to both, the uh, husband and to her brother-in-law, they're related on a rabbinic level, so then she cannot do Yibam to either one. You would have, she, she, couldn't, she, she was not supposed to get married and she can't do Yibam. She would have to do Chalitza. But the mission continues on these cases of Shneos Larayos, of cases where it's only on a rabbinic level that there's this prohibition, and because it's on a rabbinic level, so therefore the rabbi said that people aren't going to be taking this too seriously, and so they made much more significant ramifications with regards to these types of relationships. What do they do? They said, Ain law, she does not get, as a result of this, as a punishment, as a fine for being involved in this type of relationship, of getting married to somebody who is, you're not allowed to get married to, because on a rabbinic level, it's, they're viewed as related, so then the following fines are incurred and uh, she, by her. Inla Luxuba, she doesn't get her Ksuba, Velo um, Peros, and the husband still is allowed to eat from uh, the Nechse Melog, which is also a concept that we've discussed in the past. The, all the, the property that she brings into the marriage, the husband is allowed to... Um, used during the marriage, um, even though it's really hers. So the husband gets to eat the paris, he's allowed to is allowed to use and let's say eat from the field. Um, he would be allowed to use that, even though 
um, he doesn't have certain responsibilities towards her, um, as we'll get to. So, but he does. So, but the pairs of Mizonos, he has no obligation to feed her. He does not have to feed her. In general, in a marriage, the husband has an obligation to feed to support his wife. He doesn't have to do that in this case it's, because it's not a recognized marriage or it's legal in the sense that they have to get divorced. But it's a it's a prohibition on a rabbinic level. The low belaos, and also if she brought into the marriage old clothing. Uh, there's also a, a fine to that that even if they, even if they get worse, uh, she doesn't take the amount based on the original when she brought it into the marriage. Vehavlad kosher. However, the child is not a mamzer because this is only on a, on a rabbinic level. The child is not a mamzer, but vekovenos alahotzi. But we do we try to force them to get divorced. They shouldn't remain married. This is a, a prohibition on a rabbinic level. They should not remain married. So those are some of the those are some of the fines that take place. Uh, because they, they got married when it was a rabbinic prohibition. The last line of the Mishnah is, however, In cases where it's not on a rabbinic level, but it's on a biblical level, the prohibition is on a biblical level as an ordinary negative commandment. So in those cases, we say she does get her ksuba. We don't have this fine because it's only for the rabbinic prohibitions do we say, that there is a a fine because they might not take the rabbinic laws as seriously, unfortunately. Uh, but when it comes to uh, the biblical prohibitions, like the high priest marrying the widow or a regular kohen uh, marrying somebody who was divorced, previously divorced, or uh, marrying a mamzer or a nasin, these are all cases where there is a biblical prohibition. But in, in the end of the day, she does get her ksuba. In those cases, even though um, they're, it's not allowed, it's, not, it's a prohibition for them to remain married, but she does get her ksuba. Okay, there's a lot, a lot in this Mishnah, but that was the, that was the Mishnah, and it's a good review of every, a lot of the things that we've been studying in this Mesechta, in this tractate of Yevamos.